Coming up on the series finale of Anchor Persons. Enough stayed up for four episodes of Anchor Persons. Enough emotional weather for slightly more than one episode of Anchor Persons. The triumphant return of food crime. The triumphant return of the podcast shopping network. And what does John Carpenter have to do with the ultimate dick move? Stay tuned to learn. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Anchor Persons. From the south and east of the Northwest, the land of trees and rivers, currently on fire, it's Anchor Persons with Gene and Greg Person. Featuring sports, emotional weather, food crime, the podcast shopping network, and more. Anchors weigh you down. Cut loose with your news. Here's Gene and Greg. Good evening, wherever you are, whoever you are, and welcome to Anchor Persons. I'm Gene Person. And I'm Greg Person. No relation. Anchor Persons is a news show, was a news show, for people who didn't like news shows, by people who didn't like news shows. And this is really it. We're doing it, guys. This is the end. We've had fun. Oh, it's been so much fun. We've got a big show planned, our biggest ever, and we've got some surprises planned uh, as we say goodbye to the best worst podcast. Mm-hmm. It's been our pleasure. It's been our honor. We'll get mushy about it toward the end of the episode, but for right now, we got some stuff. Let's to get talk into about. the night story beats. Yeah. All right, story beats. The Senate has unanimously passed a legislation putting an end to the observance of daylight savings time. If the bill passes the House, it's expected to give citizens everywhere a tiny glimmer of hope before Joe Biden vetoes it. A diamond ring has been made from from ranch dressing. This marks the first time a diamond has been made from a salad ingredient besides carrots. (laughs) That's pretty good. I like that. Billions of dollars worth of super yachts have now been seized from Russian oligarchs. Those yachts will now be auctioned off to American oligarchs, European oligarchs, and other Asian oligarchs. A Chicago millionaire is giving away $200,000 in free gas. See, for me, that's a Tuesday. A Taco Tuesday. Only if you sell it on OnlyFans. A Florida teacher is accused of biting two students over a jar of pickles. Why they were all standing over a jar of pickles, I have no idea. I mean, to be fair, that was the first thing that that, uh, came to mind. (laughs) Podcast hosts, the Anchor Persons, announced they're ending their show abruptly to spend more time with their sister brother wives. Podcast hosts the Anchor Persons announced they're ending their show abruptly before ascending to heaven on a comet. Okay, so you wrote some of these too. I guess it's time for a story beat-off! Oh, we're gonna beat off like we've never beat off before. Podcast hosts the Anchor Persons announced they're ending their show abruptly and are considering moving to Idaho and starting a new podcast with the goal of being the least downloaded show in history. For the Guinness record. For STEM education. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm, I tell you, one of the things that makes me a little bit sad is the fact we're not going to cover any of those anymore. Yeah. Podcast host The Anchor Persons announced they're ending their show abruptly to focus on their new cryptocurrency, Person Coin. Podcast hosts, the Anchor Persons, announced they're ending their show abruptly, but only because they're human beings and delivering the news requires a more robust species. Podcast hosts, the Anchor Persons, announced they're ending their show abruptly, citing a desire to spend more time with their crippling neuroses. Podcast hosts, the Anchor Persons, announced they're ending their show abruptly, citing a desire to return the cursed treasure from whence it came. Podcast host The Anchor Persons announced they're ending their show abruptly. As it turns out, it had all been just a dream. Podcast hosts The Anchor Persons announced they're ending their show abruptly, quote, while the getting is good. Podcast host The Anchor Persons announced they're ending their show abruptly to open a franchise of Kid Rock's Honky Tonk Rock and Roll Steakhouse. Podcast hosts, you've made it through that, man. That's impressive. I know, in one. Yeah, one take. That's great. Podcast hosts The Anchor Persons announced they're ending their show abruptly, citing Ted Cruz reasons. (laughs) Podcast hosts The Anchor Persons announced they're ending their show abruptly to enlist in the Milk Force. Ooh, good. 
Good. Hoorah. Podcast hosts The Anchor Persons announced they're ending their show abruptly in protest of the Adult Swim cancellation of Venture Brothers. Podcast hosts The Anchor Persons announced they're ending their show abruptly. As it turns out, there are already several other new shows. Podcast hosts The Anchor Persons announced they're ending their show abruptly in an attempt to get a slice of that sweet, sweet Marvel movie pie. <laughs> Podcast hosts The Anchor Persons announced they're ending their show abruptly when their names were discovered in Jeffrey Epstein's book. Podcast hosts The Anchor Persons announced they're ending their show abruptly. They made this announcement while naked, but because it's an audio podcast, the audience would never know. Podcast hosts The Anchor Persons announced they're ending their show abruptly when doctors discovered that the whole show was just a symptom of long COVID and gave them some horse pace. Podcast hosts The Anchor Persons announced they're ending their show abruptly, but you needn't miss them for long because the world is coming to an end. Podcast hosts The Anchor Persons announced they're ending their show abruptly after buying some farmland in Guyana for their person's temple. Well, that's very funny. That is very funny. I like that one. Podcast, yeah, it's really good. Well, you know, the cult humor has always been ingrained in this show. Podcast hosts, the anchor persons, announced they're ending their show abruptly, and you can too with my self-published ebook, available wherever my self-published ebook is sold. Podcast hosts, the anchor persons, announced they're ending their show abruptly because they've discovered a more rewarding hobby than reading the news: shoving bamboo splinters up their dick holes. Oh my god. True. Uh, podcast host The Anchor Persons announced they're ending the show abruptly so Gene can spend more quality time at home with his nipples. <laughs> podcast host The Anchor Persons announced they're ending their show abruptly when it was discovered that they were both, somehow, the Zodiac Killer. Oh, it's funny because I did the Ted Cruz one. And... That, that's interesting because my next one, podcast host The Anchor Persons announced they're ending the show abruptly, but announced a new show called Gene Persons Honky Tonk Rock and Roll Podcast. That's really funny. I like that a lot. Podcast host The Anchor Persons announced they're ending their show abruptly to move closer to the Yellowstone Caldera. Podcast host The Anchor Persons announced they're ending their show abruptly, but not to worry, a notable Spanish art restorer will be remastering the original episode soon. Oh God, that's a good idea. <laughs> Isn't it? Podcast hosts The Anchor Persons announced they're ending their show abruptly as soon as their captors fell asleep. Podcast hosts The Anchor Persons announced they're ending their show abruptly, and hey, I don't have to write these anymore. Suck it, Tims. Podcast hosts The Anchor Persons announced they're ending their show abruptly because it looks like capitalism is tearing itself down just fine. All right, our final story beat off. Mm. Well, you that know me. A, beauty. A, a beat off has always got to have a big finish and I feel like we really came through on that one yeah yeah it, it was not I mean it was a solid climax yeah just you know not explosive but nice yeah yeah I mean you don't, it doesn't always need to be expl- explosive sometimes it's just that good feeling kind of tickling yeah you know and it's it's late already we're kind of tired kind of want to go to bed so we just needed to knock one out But enough about the news. It's main news. All right. We're going to start with the speculative journalism tonight. Our top story is Prime Minister and Cabinet Women's Network of Australia unveiled a logo that is purple and features a W and also just happens to look like a part of male anatomy. It so obviously looks like a dick. It's a dick and balls, and it's got pubic It's hair. a dick and balls. Yeah, exactly. And there's a little curly end to the W that looks like pubic hair. You're exactly right. Mm-hmm. They had to uh, they had to take it down because of the incredible public response. Now, this was all put together with public money. It's insane. And it's, I mean, obviously every decision along the way in this was made by men, because I think any woman, woman would look at this and be like, yeah, but why is it a dick? Men also know what right. dicks look like. Like, there's nobody on planet Earth could look at this and not know that that was a dick. Like, this was clearly a prank by the mm-hmm. people who were hired to design this logo. And they went for it, and they got paid for it, and 
that's my mm-hmm. favorite part because I we we know that there are graphic designers who listen to this show, and mm-hmm. uh, graphic designers are the unsung heroes of civilization. It's true, graphic designers and podcasters. Well, I mean, we do which a is I think job I think this. Graphic designers and podcasters is the sum total demo of our audience. Pretty much. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. As far as we know. Us, and then there's our, our buddy Jaren. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the bros from Brose. So we're good. As far as we know, that's it. We everybody. got our bases covered. Just called everyone a hero. And um, yeah, I, I really enjoyed this. Uh, if I remember correctly, this is one that I actually sent to Eugene. It is, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because. I mean, at first, before I saw the logo, I was like, well, it's a logo. How explicit could it be? And then I saw it and I was like, oh, wow. I'm, su- yeah. I'm surprised they didn't, like, put a dick hole on it. <laughs> so what does that have to do with? John Carpenter. For my money, pound for pound, the greatest film director of all time. I mean, I completely agree. And the only reason I wanted to talk about him in speculative journalism is that this is our last episode. And Mm -hmm. I wanted to talk about John Carpenter on the show sometime. And Well, his films are so incredible and run such a wide sort of... There's such a variety of them. Like, he has certainly innovated in horror. He... You know, Halloween was the the first slasher movie that was really a slasher movie. And The Thing is pretty much peak body horror. Oh, yeah. It'll never get better than that. But then he also has done sort of meta storytelling with In the Mouth of Madness. He's got Escape from New York and... Big Trouble in Little you know, China. Big Trouble in Little China. There's so many. They live. Fuck. So many movies. Of of my top five favorite movies, three of them are John Carpenter movies. Right. My very favorite horror movie of all time is The Thing. Well, yeah, because it's, it's unbeatable. And the thing is, you look at that now, and it's so creepy, and it's so good, mm-hmm. and it's 100% practical effects. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it's so... Everything in that movie is so dated at this point, and yet it's still so convincing and so fucking scary. The thing is, looks better than every Marvel movie ever made. That's true. The thing is a better looking movie than Star Wars. Yeah, it is. And, you know, the things that he does, he creates these masterpieces with nothing Mm -hmm. no budget like Mm -hmm. nobody believes in john carpenter and he's always you know throwing fire yeah in a way he delivers he's kind of the podcaster of movie directors right right exactly so i think we've given our props to john carpenter well i mean we'll never stop we're always going to do that. But how do we link John Carpenter to this logo of a dick for a women's governmental network? Well, I got I got two possible links for you. Okay. As opposed to just the one link uh, of the women's mm-hmm. logo. Does that does that joke work? Is that anything? I mean, no. it's, I, I get it. <laughs> I get it. It's a sausage joke. Right, right, because it's a dick. Right, yeah. Um, Well, okay, so link number one, secret messages in the media. Right? Okay. Okay, right, because they live. Right, and we we have the they live glasses on permanently. Because basically the they live sunglasses are basically a metaphor for Marxism. Mm Mm-hmm. And and we have the they live sunglasses on. And we've we've actually done bits about they live on this podcast before. I mean, you have to go back a ways to find them, but we have. Well, and on this when I, evening, when I when I did the the little blue blocker glasses for podcast shopping network, I did a whole they live bit. 
Yes, I remember that. I, that actually was really funny. I laughed. But so, I mean, there's always the possibility, remote as it may seem, that the people involved in the production of this logo truly did not see the dick. Oh, okay. But yeah, because we, they were they were not wearing the glasses. Right. We are wearing the They Live glasses, so we see the dick. We yeah. see the, We see the dick every time there's a dick. John Carpenter just got the one thing wrong that we're not we're not seeing this rampant comp- consumer messaging. We're just seeing dicks everywhere. Cock and balls in every direction. The aliens or whatever they are, they just want dicks. And they put the dicks everywhere. Yeah. But the other connection I have and this one's kind of maybe sort of more tenuous is is a thing that seems completely innocuous like mm-hmm. a a woman's cabinet society whatever it is logo suddenly becomes mm-hmm. this this threatening abrasive body horror thing you know out of right. nowhere and right so, unexpectedly it is this monstrous thing gotcha right. i got one oh, i got yeah, one i can me. throw at you what's up all right so where are you gonna put this dick how about you put it in the mouth of madness Go to jail. <laughs> Open wide, Sam Neil. I don't want to think about Sam Neil sucking a dick. That's just. That's just <laughs> Do not you on blow my Sutter list. Kane? <laughs> That's really funny. That's extremely good. <laughs> okay, that's that was that was basically that all that shit was a setup to that joke, and that was fantastic. Thank you. Yeah. Now, okay. Thinking of uh, Big Trouble in Little China, Lo Pan. Mm-hmm. He's giant. He's purple, and and he does he does grow when he's stimulated, because he starts mm-hmm. off he starts off little and wrinkled, but mm-hmm. he fl- he and, this and he's kind and he's kind of a dick, right? Yeah, no, he's he's a hundred percent a dick. So, but yeah, you you flip the switch on this on this small bent wrinkled guy and all mm-hmm. of a sudden he is tall and purple and very erect right and and super dangerous yeah yeah and and a menace a menace to unwilling women actually in the right. movie yeah. so you know i think that's about as good as we're going to get right there that is that is solid my friend you know, but here's the thing. This is our last piece of speculative journalism, and we just mm-hmm. knocked it out of the park like Mark McGuire with a bloodstream full of hormones. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Feels I'm, good. I'm proud of us, man. I am. I mean, we had enough practice at this. We got good at it. Mm-hmm. Get good? Did that. Going out, they're they're hanging up our jer- jerseys in the rafters right now. Mm-hmm. And uh, I feel like we're going out on top. Couldn't ask for more. All right. Our next main news story. Uh, mice have been birthed from unfertilized eggs for the first time. Did you hear about this? I know you're taking a break from the news. I have not heard about this. So they're clones of the original mouse. What's happening? So some researchers discovered, you know, that some birds and, and lizards. You know, we, we know that some birds and lizards are capable of parthenogenesis. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they used they used CRISPR to edit the genes of these mice to see if they could trigger parthenogenesis in mammals. And they were successful. That is interesting. I like that. It's it's super fascinating. It's I mean it's never happened before. No, literally, it's a, like in the entire history of life. Right. It's 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 crazy. It, it'll be interesting to see as you know, as long as they grow into healthy rats or mice. Well, if they grow into rats, we're fucked because I don't know what that yeah. means. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, I it's a fascinating story, and I, I I thought I'd bring it up here. I'm not sure of what practical use it will be, but. You know, it it could help us 
in ways that we could never predict and hurt us in ways we could never predict, honestly. Well, all I know is we're one step closer to the Greg army. And <laughs> that feels good. <laughs> okay, a man reportedly used, quote, magic shows to steal $2,700 from a Texas Walmart. I saw this headline but didn't read the article. What does that mean? He's basically using slight sleight of hand to to convince cat. He's running the classic con of convincing cashiers he's shortchanged. You know the old quick change bit. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. I mean, that's an oldie but a goodie. But I mean, it is possible that he he was also you know at at some point performing the Michigan switch. Oh man, I hope not. You don't want to be the one who has to go up and down the aisle shaking boxes. Right, right. It's going to be somebody's job. I mean, it's a Walmart. It's already full of shit. Yeah, but I mean, there's, you know, shit that's like mass produced in in sweatshops. And then there's shit that sloshes. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. uh, you'd, you'd prefer not to be the one to get the slosh box because it's not like any of those boxes are waterproof or anything. Mm hmm. So a woman went to see her doctor uh, reporting a UTI mm-hmm. and those are never fun. They're never comfortable. Um, doctors checked her out and found a glass tumbler inside her bladder that she had used four years previously as a sex toy. Lady, come on. Yeah. So what? She lost the tumbler and was just like, oh, well. I guess I don't know how this happened for years. At, at some point she's, she had to have been like, she had to have had a doctor's appointment before then where she was uh-huh. like, is this the time I'm going to tell them about the Tumblr? <laughs> or, you know, I maybe you don't really put a glass tumbler in your vagina unless you're already, you know, several sheets to the wind. Maybe she just blacked out and forgot. Didn't know, but you would think you would still feel something. Yeah, there's got to be some level of discomfort, I would almost hope. Yeah. So that was a fun story to read. Did they get the tumbler out? I'm, I'm sure they did. I mean, yeah, if, if you've got a tumbler up in there, it doesn't matter what you came in there yeah, for originally. They had- that. They had to perform surgery, but they got the, the, the glass out of her out of her business. Oh, man. Um, a, however, it it was encased in calcified material because it had been sitting in there for so long. Right. Yeah. It's been up her cooch for four years. Jesus. It, I can't. I oh, can't. my God. I'm looking at it right now. It looks like the world's biggest bladder stone. Oh, Lord. And this is really more like a little shot glass, but still. Yeah, I mean, you know, she's not putting a, to- a Collins glass up there and forgetting about it, but... Right. Even so, it, it Still. seems like something you should be able... Or, like, someone should have noticed at mm-hmm. some point. Right. Um, Kid Rock says that uh, Donald Trump sought his advice on both North Korea and the Islamic State when he was president. I am certain that this is true. I am 100% certain it's true. Uh, Kid Rock should have been consulted on trucks, on, on Trump's other businesses, and, and especially his restaurants. Because I'll tell you what, you can't go wrong with uh, Kid Rock's honky-tonk rock and roll advice. Well, you know, Trump was doing the steak thing for a while. He was selling those Trump steaks. Oh, yeah. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. I mean that would have been some beautiful synergy for those two selling Trump steaks in the Rocky Honky Monkey Box. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See, the problem with that one was I just tried to do it off the cuff instead of practicing right. beforehand. Yeah, also, you, had, you had no uh, preparation. In um, in Great Britain, the police were called because of an escaped tiger sitting on someone's law lawn and pawing at the grass but it turned out to be a um, stuffed animal okay but you and know not the even difference. a yeah not even a really convincing stuffed animal. i mean it has a tiger-like pose 
but I don't know how they could have seen it pawing at grass. Well, the mind plays tricks on you when you're stressed out and seeing what you're pretty sure is a tiger on your lawn, like, that'd stress you out a fair bit, I would think. Yeah, yeah, okay, but but then you just take a second look. Anyway. Uh, you know, that reminds me of a time, and this is a true story. It reminds me of a time I woke up and um, I saw an owl in the kitchen mm-hmm. and I was like, huh. Is that like a lawn decoration or something that fell down off a cabinet? And then it turned around and looked at me and I'm like, nope, that's an owl. Okay. <laughs> You're like, who let you in here? <laughs> Do you ever think about the fact that they should have <laughs> made a song called Who Let the Owls Out? Actually, <laughs> they absolutely should have. Would have been a mega hit. Um... And the final story I, I have curated here is a singer, a Brazilian singer, was hospitalized because she would not fart in front of her romantic partner. Okay, so what happened? What, is, what are the negative consequences of just refusing to fart? Apparently, if you refuse to fart for long enough, you get a, an accumulation of trapped gas in your abdomen, which causes excruciating pain. I did not know that. I mean, so, so just to let you know, there was a period of years where I was not allowed to fart because of, um, circumstances around, um, someone. And I think that's what happened to me. I think I'm slowly, but surely over time getting rid of all the gas that was trapped in my body. Oh, man, I can't. I mean, any situation where I was not allowed to fart, I would call the United Nations. I would call the Human Rights Council. (laughs) Well, you don't always know you're in a bad situation when you're in it. So Uh, that's true. Much like farts. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But anyway, she's okay now. And it's just it's better to just let it go. Just fart. It's fine. We all fart. They're kind of funny. I mean, Mm -hmm. they have a funny noise. They come out of your butt. They smell like poop. It's hilarious. Just let it happen. It is. Yeah, let it happen. All right. Well, uh, Brose promo. Greetings, gentle listeners. If you enjoy this podcast, you may also like Brose, a mirthy talk show starring four bros who sip wine and consider questions submitted by you, the audience, about current events, pop culture, and which Muppet you should get tattooed on your back. Subscribe to Brose wherever you get your podcasts. That's B-R-O-S-E. Brose. The podcast for those who drink rosé. So, uh, <laughs> Greg and Gene are back this week with touching tips on quitting. Quit quitting. I wrote quitting. Okay. Quitting. Well, that's what it's about, right? Quitting. Yeah. Yeah, that's what it's about. You want to leave these off? Sure. Uh, while it may be true that quitters never win, they do stop losing. Always use a seam allowance of at least a quarter inch. I may have misread what I wrote on the assignment. Oh, yeah, I see what you did there. Podcasting is rightfully regarded as a filthy and shameful habit, like a cross between smoking and public masturbation. And anyone who stops doing it should be applauded. Double check your measurements before you cut. I mean, that's just good advice in general. But yeah, it, it is supposed to be quitting, and I definitely did quilting. Well, people need quilting advice, too. I mean, because sure. you're seeing some fucked up quilts out there. We're just knocking out two different kinds of touch and tips here. If you're ever beating yourself up about not doing more with your life... Consider that all the world's troubles are caused by ambitious and industrious people and start thinking about how you could do less. And finally, know your needles. Again, I made a mistake, but in general, that is pretty good advice. Yeah, I mean, that ports over to a lot of different areas of life, really. Right. All right. And speaking of other areas of life, let's... uh, Let's bring on the emotional weather. This week's emotional weather, earth, wind, fire, water, and heart. 
Nice. All right. Do you want to lead these off? Mm. Yeah. So my earth weather, I recently stumbled across the expanding earth community online and dear Lord, if you thought flat earthers were stupid, there's a whole other rabbit hole of bullshit to fall down. I mean, it makes a lot of sense if you got the response bias to appreciate it. Now, I've not heard of this. What is the expanding earth theory? So the expanding earth theory is the theory that the earth is expanding and that is the reason for continental drift. There are no tectonic plates. The earthquakes and things happen because the earth is expanding in space. It's bigger than it was before. So, things are further apart than they used to be. Right. Well, but then... It's the dumbest fucking shit. I mean, I got, I got a lot of questions. There's a billion reasons why it doesn't make any sense. But then, why would, why would continents crash into each other like the Indian subcontinent in Asia? Right. Well... I, I think they feel like it's not happening, that continents are crashing into each other. Okay, and what is the rate of expansion here? Like, is this a thing that has happened within the length of human history? Like, do people... It depends on who you're... It depends on who you're talking with. But it doesn't... None of it is true. Well, no, but I gotta know, like, what makes a person think it might be. Well, because they're smarter than scientists. Because they watched a couple of YouTube videos, Greg. Well, I'm for sure going to watch a couple of YouTube videos tonight because i got to know all about the expanding Earth theory. Mm -hmm. Make some popcorn. All right. Well, for my Earth weather, uh, I want to talk to you about a company called Quaze. Uh, this mm -hmm. is a company that... Uh, is going to solve the world's energy problems by drilling just gigantically deep holes into the earth with lasers and then pumping water down the holes and then using the resulting steam uh, to power power plants. And that sounds absolutely crazy, but here's the thing. I looked into it and I think this is going to work. Mm -hmm. And also... You could do this anywhere because it's all pretty much uh -huh. the same stuff down there. So their idea is that you could just retrofit an old coal-fired power plant um, with a big hole and they get mm -hmm. the steam that way instead of burning coal. So all those coal plant guys get to keep their jobs and I'm sure that all the coal billionaires get to keep their money. Mm -hmm. But um, it doesn't require us to build a whole new infrastructure. It just requires us to blast huge holes in the earth with lasers. It's actually a really smart idea. And I, th I mean, until we find something better, it may be a solution to, you know, radically reducing the amount of the fossil fuels we're burning. Yeah. So looking forward to that. Um, and the good news is, is that the holes relative to the size of the whole earth, which as we've just learned is constantly expanding, uh, mm -hmm. are pretty small. So it, there's, it's not going to like destabilize the earth's crust or anything. That is good. That is good to hear. All right. On to my wind weather. We've often joked about my gas on the show, but in my household, it is one of the ways that we say we love each other. We decided early on in our relationship that we would love each other with all of our hearts and all of our farts, and we've freely let it go since. You know, you're not going to believe this, but you've actually used that as an emotional weather before. I know I have. I know I have. Okay. I was fine with doing it a second time. I didn't think anyone would notice, but apparently I was wrong. Well, you know me. I'm an avid fan of this show. Right. Well, for my air weather, uh, it is coming up on the end of March my wind weather I should say for my wind weather it which means it's almost April which means around these parts it's almost fire season because mm -hmm. fire season now starts in April and ends in October so we got hopefully as long as maybe a month of fresh air before it all goes to shit so 
just appreciate the air that you've got while you've got it. All right, moving on to fire. My fire weather. It is now March, and we're already seeing wildfires cropping up in Oregon. Motherfucker. Yep, meaning this could be the scariest, smokiest summer ever. Well, you'll never guess what my fire weather was, Gene. Okay, let's hear it. Fire season's coming up. <laughs> so... <laughs> Well, because that's you, you get two, you get two Oregonians and you assign them to write about fire, and that's all we're gonna. That's yeah, that's right. instantly where you go. Well, and that's exactly it. If you live west of the Rockies, mm-hmm. then if it's not winter, it's fire. Right, and that's just how we live now. Yeah. So didn't used to be this way. I'm gearing up for that, I guess. Again, I yeah. I gotta tell you, like real talk, I am sick of living here. And like literally sick. It it makes us sick, mm-hmm. all of us, every single year. And it's like, how are people supposed to live like this? I don't even know. I don't either. All right, my water weather. I thought about talking about the droughts that we're all facing, but no. Nah. I thought about reminding our listeners to hydrate, but that didn't feel right either. So instead, I'm talking about the Pacific Ocean, specifically here in Oregon. Waters here can be unpredictable and sneaker waves are common. They used to only happen in a few months of the year, but now they happen year-round thanks to global warming. They can come much farther and faster than you expect, and if you're in that rush of water, you will get swept out to sea and will likely drown. Always check the weather report before going to the beach. Never turn your back on the ocean. And keep your your loved ones, especially your kids, close and ready to run if they need to. If you don't know what a sneaker wave is, there's footage on YouTube of them. It doesn't convey how incredibly powerful and dangerous they are, but it's still good to know. And seriously, every year, a bunch of people go out to the Oregon coast and think it's not a big deal despite the fact that the weather is warning about these waves. And people get swept out to sea and die. And a lot of kids have died that way. And I'll also say, if you're going to the beach in Oregon, why are you going in the water? It's like 30 degrees. Well, I mean, you don't need to be anywhere near the water to get hit by a sneaker wave. I'm going to have those things go so far. I'm going to have to look at video of these sneaker waves because I don't know that I've ever seen one. They, They will flood an entire beach surface with water coming really fast. And what happens is when the water floods there, if you're standing in that sand, you get liquefaction. Mm-hmm. And then suddenly it's quicksand. And not only are you sinking into it and being swept away by the immense force of that water, but it's also depositing sand in your pockets and on your skin and in your clothing, which weighs you down further. It's just a big recipe for death is what it is that's a grim way to die man yeah which is why i don't go in the ocean i stay out of it yeah i don't i don't go in the ocean either and seriously in the middle of summer if we are at the beach i am constantly watching the ocean i don't let little gene more than a foot away from me (laughs) i mean that's good that's smart because if if something's coming i'm gonna grab him and we're gonna run we're gonna book it Well, for my water weather, uh, I read a thing recently that, because you know about microplastics, Gene. I do. Mm -hmm. We've we've talked about them on the show. Uh, We were actually going to talk about them on another show we were going to do and never got around to. But Mm -hmm. um, microplastics, they're everywhere. They're in your body right now. They're in your bloodstream. Mm -hmm. They're in your brain. So... How do we deal with them? Well, the only way that we have to deal with them really is to try and remove them from municipal water supplies. And there's chemicals that can do that, but the chemicals themselves are not so good for the environment and maybe not good for people. So Mm. uh, there was a scientist who came up with a way to use that disgusting slime from okra Uh to use the stickiness of that to pull microplastics out of drinking water um, in a way that is safe for humans insofar as it is safe to consume okra, which I don't believe it is. 
<laughs> I'm not a fan of okra either. But that is interesting. Yeah. I mean, if I, I'm all for anything that we can do that can help future generations have to deal with less of whatever damage those microplastics are causing. Because there, there's no way they're completely innocuous. Yeah, and the thing is, is the scientists say even if the plastics themselves don't, even if they're completely inert biologically, they can still collect pollution and chemicals and things and then deposit them in your body. And right, it is a fact, like, if you are a fetus in the womb right now, there are plastics in you. Yep. Yeah. So, like, it's, that's grim. Yeah. It is. And anything we can do to reduce it is good. It absolutely 100%. I'm behind this. Uh, heart. My heart weather. I know I've talked about this on the show before, but the heart really is the best part of the artichoke. And I need more artichoke hearts in my life. And I've also mentioned this on the podcast, what they call the artichoke heart, mm-hmm. which is the little jar of bullshit marinated leaves that you get. That's not uh-huh. really the artichoke heart. Right. The, the real artichoke heart is that thing that you got to get the whole artichoke. You eat the delicious leaves and then you cut through to that just fucking fabulous mm. buttery heart. Oh, God, it's so good. I wish I had one right now. Yeah. Delicious. Mm-hmm. Now, for my heart weather, uh, research suggests that doing 30 minutes of strength training while well, doing doing like 100 minutes a week, right? Or less. You know, but doing mm-hmm. strength training is actually better for your heart than straight cardio. Interesting. Yeah. Well, because, you know, cardio, you get your heart rate elevated and then you bring it back down. Strength training, especially when you're doing like high intensity interval training mm-hmm. uh, or, or something like that where you're using weights is it's getting your heart rate up and then getting it back down while you're resting getting it up and then getting it back down and that actually does more to strengthen your heart than just raising oh, it that, and then that does make sense right yeah. uh-huh because so, the heart is a muscle yeah absolutely and just like every other muscle in your body you lift heavy ass weights you will get stronger right and reps are really what makes that happen, not just one long... I mean, endurance, there's something to be said for endurance. Yeah, but I mean... and, and The those, reps are what build the strength in the muscle. Right, and, and there are no scientists who are saying, stop doing cardio and only do weights. But they're saying, right. if you're only doing cardio, you are not doing it right. You've got to lift everybody has to lift weights, get big, get mm-hmm. strong, eat plants. Get swole. Mm-hmm. I, well, and I don't know if we've talked about it on the show, but I've been lifting for the past several months. Mm-hmm. And is it something that someone who wasn't me would even notice a change in my physique? Probably not. But I sure as shit notice. Yeah. I feel yeah. better. I'm stronger. It's amazing. Even just a little bit of that effort can make can have a transformative effect on the way you feel in the morning when you wake up. Oh, yeah. Oh, so much better. Yeah. Well, for the first week in a really long time, our investigative team has uncovered a detailed and harrowing story on food crime. And Greg Person has the story. Greg? Folks, I don't know if you heard this story of the 20-year-old girl on TikTok who was doing the uh, dry powder challenge where she was taking a pre-workout supplement. Uh, If you're not a a gym rat, the pre-workout supplements are loaded with caffeine uh, because caffeine makes you work out harder. And so each one of these scoops has 200 milligrams of caffeine and you're supposed to dilute it in water. You're definitely not supposed to eat it in powdered form when it's super concentrated because concentration speeds diffusion across a membrane. Mm -hmm. So this young lady ended up getting 200 milligrams of caffeine basically immediately and gave herself a heart attack. Yeah, that'll happen. I mean, a heart attack or a stroke, you're going to have some kind of cardiovascular event. This, This girl is 20 and she's just fucked up the entire rest of her life, however long that's going to be probably much shorter because she's already had a heart attack at 20. 
Right, because you don't fully recover from a heart attack. People recover from heart, heart attacks, but you're damaged for life. Your heart is damaged for life if you have a heart attack. And the thing is, is this is part of a larger problem of people not understanding that caffeine is potentially dangerous. Mm-hmm. You see it with the energy drinks, certainly. People have given themselves strokes just by chugging, you know, 13, 14 of those a day. Yeah, and, and there have been... There was a guy here not too long ago who who died from drinking those five-hour energy shots. Yeah, yeah. You know, It's not I'm, good stuff. Just because we give it to kids doesn't make it safe. Right. Right. And just because something is safe in the quantities that you're supposed to take it does not mean that it's safe to take in whatever quantity you feel like. Right. Absolutely. There's caffeine in too much shit. And I mean, shit that doesn't even need to have caffeine in it. They make caffeinated soap now, which, by the way, does nothing. Your body does not absorb caffeine through your skin. Don't be an idiot. Right. They I mean, there's caffeinated water. Well, I actually just had a caffeinated water earlier. It was delicious. <laughs> okay. Well, All it was right. a, it was a caffeinated sparkling water. Now, caffeinated sparkling water is basically just a sugar-free soda. Right. Right. And I mean, you know, I I regulate my caffeine consumption pretty tightly. I know exactly how much caffeine I'm drinking on a given day. I am for sure not eating caffeine powders. I'm not taking caffeine pills. I'm not drinking energy drinks. I definitely love myself too much for that. But folks, know your limits with caffeine as with everything else. It is not safe in unlimited amounts. No, I have two coffees a day. That's it. Two cups of coffee. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, it's time to move on to the podcast shopping network. As we emerge from our home cocoons, stepping into the daylight and pretending the pandemic is over and a big comeuppance isn't coming. We all want to look our best, right? Sure we do. But haircuts are expensive. And we're all on a budget now that corporations have decided to fleece the American consumer and blame it all on inflation. Enter the classic infomercial product, the king of all infomercial products, perhaps, the Floby. The Floby is a hair cutting system that attaches to your vacuum cleaner and allows the suction to pull the hair in, where blades effortlessly cut your hair. Have you ever wanted a haircut that makes you look Amish, but without the desire to forego modern electricity? I dare say the Floby might be the right device for you. The Floby allows you to save pennies while looking like a million bucks. The Floby is perhaps my favorite infomercial of all times because, number one, it isn't nightmare fuel like the Rejuvenique face mask. Number two, you know exactly what it is from the moment you see it. And number three, it solves a problem that we don't really have. It's damn near perfect. And amazingly, still available. The Floby retails for $269, but think about how much money you'll save on haircuts. It'll pay for itself in a year, and the awkward public stares you receive will be priceless. Plus, you'll probably meet new people. Apart from global warming, a Floby haircut is the ultimate icebreaker. Now I have a question for you, Gene. Mm -hmm. Um, In your researches of this story... Did you ever happen to see anybody who had actually cut their hair with a Floby and what that looked like? Yeah, I did. I did happen to see a very prominent figure who cut their hair with a Floby. And that person is George Clooney. No. Yep. Like on the regular? Like, does he still do that? Or was this a thing he did one time? I think this was back more in the short hair Caesar cut ER days, but yeah, he, he cut his hair on the regular with a Floby. Well, I, I gotta say that was a really good look on him. It really was. Huh. Okay. Maybe I'm fucking up. Maybe I should get a Floby. <laughs> I don't know that it's for everyone. It's certainly not for me. I do, I do kind of an undercut thing now, and it's not for me. But... It's, it's just like people don't want to use just clippers and scissors because they don't think they'll do a good job, right? Because 
cutting hair and making it look good is actually tricky. It is tricky, yeah. So, did they think they were going to have an easier time with a vacuum attachment? I, I don't know. I do not know. But, I mean, it's 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 good for certain basic types of cuts. Imagine being it the heir be. to the Floby Fortune, though, because those commercials mm. were everywhere, and I bet they did sell. I never knew anybody that had a Floby, to my knowledge, but, I mean, they must have sold well, I mean, it was talked about. It was a. It was. It was the water cooler talk for probably every state in the union. Speaking of states in the union, great segue. Every star on the flag is another apocryphal cherry tree intended to preserve the reputation of a man who owned other human beings. And so we present State Up, our weekly review of all fifty states in the union. This week we present facts about Washington. That's a really good lead-in. I loved that. Yeah. You were right to be proud of these. That's good. <laughs> Washington is the only state that named itself after another state just to fuck with people. Seattle is famous for the Seattle cold shoulder, but because of global warming, they're rebranding it to the Seattle let's all be asshole shoulder. In Washington, it's illegal to be French, even as a joke. Washington is a lot like Oregon, only more so. Beloved character actor Danny Trejo has never been to Washington. He never will, and he refuses to tell anyone why. Washington is the only state in the Union with worse drivers than California. But unlike California, we give them a pass because they tend to stay in Washington. Well, as you know, every star on the flag is another secretive message from the men in black steering us off the course of the next big bridge collapse. And so we present State Up, our weekly review of all 50 states in the Union. This week, we present facts about West Virginia. West Virginia is only a slightly better name than the originally proposed name of Left Virginia. Which they did, in fact, leave Virginia. They probably should have went with that. Yeah. Life is old here, older than the trees. West Virginia gave us Joe Manchin, expensive cold if you are, fuel our global warming, and the Mothman prophecies. And you know what? We didn't even have to ask. You know what? That's a perfect uh, lead into my next state up fact. Stop shaming Joe Manchin for loving cold. He needs it to live. <laughs> By which I mean remain extremely wealthy. And my final fact about West Virginia, the song Take Me Home Country Roads, referenced in one of Greg's State Up Facts, is about West Virginia and has been stuck in my head for over a decade now. Well, I love that song. Nothing makes it's me a great happy song. like Country Roads, man. Yeah, it's such a good song. All right. Well, as you know, every star on the flag is cow shit. And so we present State Up, our weekly review of all 50 states in the Union. This week, we present facts about Wisconsin. I love that one. Short and to the point. <laughs> Wisconsin loves to brag on their cheese, but remind me, is Tillamook in Wisconsin? Wisconsin is sometimes called the Badger State because they bother us. Or did the Rogue Creamery, makers of... 2019's World's Best Cheese and the first and only American cheese to claim that title? Move to Wisconsin? The people of Wisconsin are used to the smell of cows, but there is something about that dairy air. Seriously, I do not care how many tons of Velveeta-ass muck Wisconsin pumps out. If there is one message I want people to take away from this podcast... It is that Oregon produces the best cheeses in the world, and that is a literal fact. Wisconsin is known for being a land of many waters, because the land looks like that. All right. <clears throat> well, as you know, every star on the flag is another headline in a never-ceasing, never-softening, never-encouraging doom scroll that burns both anxiety and a kind of addiction into our brains. 
focusing our eyes like we're in the clockwork orange chair, but the truth is maybe we don't so much want to look away because at this point, the only show we're really talking about is the front row seat we all have to watch the world in. And as depressing as that is, you drive slow because there's information to be gleaned from that horrific car crash. And so we press on, like there's really anything we can do about this. But we know, we know the cockroaches and the robots are going to be the ones who have the keys to the kingdom in a few fleeting minutes. And that the train hasn't just left the station, it has left the fucking planet. It's somewhere else right now, choking in the cold vacuum of space, freezing to death while going door to door from planet to planet looking for one single habitable spot and finding no room at any inn. Because why would they let us in if we trashed the last place we were given? And so we sit and we try so hard to discern what is amusing in this world gone so, so very wrong. Until we're left laughing at a setup to a joke because the sad, cold reality is that the punchline is fucking us. And so we present State Up, our weekly review of all 50 states in the Union. This week we present facts about Wyoming. That was magnificent. That was really, <laughs> really fucking good. That was maybe the best thing you did on the show. <laughs> Thank you. My, my voice is going a little bit because there was a lot to get through. That's good. That was your network moment. I loved that. Yeah, I, I thought you would really like it. Yeah. yeah, that was fucking marvelous. I lo- We're going out on top. Yeah. With 30 listeners, <laughs> 65 episodes, but by Christ, we are going out on top. <clears throat> All right, my first fact about Wyoming. Inside Wyoming, there are two wolves. This is the <laughs> sum total population of the state of Wyoming. <laughs> I saw where it was going, but it was so good. Oh, shit. Wisconsin has the lowest population of any state, 578,759, but the same population of senators as every state. Don't let its small population fool you. Wyoming is as full of assholes as any other state in the Union. There are only two escalators in Wyoming. This is true. Wyoming is known as the Equality State, after famous racist Dr. Samuel Equality. (laughs) Which again, great lead-in for mine. The motto of the state is equal rights, but like every state, it comes with a few asterisks. All right, our final segment tonight, as every week, is person-to-person and person where we share your valuable feedback with our audience. And again, no real feedback feedback to share, which is nice because continuity. (laughs) And so I leave you with this haiku. No news is good news. No news is ever good news. Gene Person drops mic. As always, I'd like to give a shout out to the bros at Brose and to our voiceover artist, Adam West, you can find on Fiverr or at his website. And of course, thank you, our loyal listeners, our beautiful Tims, our wonderful sister brother wives for listening to us through these 65 episodes. Honestly, we had hoped that more people would listen to this show. And... It's hard to know how to feel about the fact that we did not get enough listeners to fill a city bus. But yeah, there were people who did listen. We know for a fact. And yeah. there are people who listened and laughed and maybe occasionally, purely by accident, learned something with us. <laughs> and we had fun making it. Mostly. For, for almost the entire run of the show, we had fun yeah. making it. So, and, 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 you know, we will come up with something else and we will drop it into the feed once we have the new show up and running. Yeah, it'll be a few weeks. Don't unsubscribe. All right. Well, I, I normally uh, cut to the outro by 
Adam West, but this week I've, I've written something specifically for this occasion. So folks, that is all the show the Anchor Persons will ever have for you. We'll continue to monitor the anchorpersons at gmail.com email address if you ever want to send us something, but no expectations. And again, we will drop something in this feed once we have our new show up and running. In the meantime, this is Gene Person saying you should always end a podcast finale with a callback. And this is Greg Person saying, good night. <laughs>